Well, good morning and welcome to The Drive. Uh, Today is April 16th. I uh, did not record an episode yesterday, but I'm going to record it a couple today again, uh, trying to catch up. Um, And one of the things I was looking at was 1 Corinthians 5, 9, and 10. I'm just going to read it to you. It says, I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people, yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or idolaters, since then you would need to go out into the world. And he goes on and talks about sexual immoral that are, are claimed to be Christians. Steer clear of them. Now, this isn't saying have an us versus them dichotomy. It's not saying, you know what, don't talk to anyone that is not perfect. It's saying that those who are dabbling and even more than dabbling are in habitual sin. Steer clear of them because what's going to happen is I know you want to influence them, but oftentimes what happens is they influence us, right? And so to, to sin. So we've got to be careful about who we surround ourselves with. I always, this is the thing, ever since I was a youth pastor years ago, I'm always letting the, the kids know, like, be careful who you hang out with because if they're constantly struggling, one of the main things I ask is who are you hanging out with? Because a lot of the time you take on the sin of those who you're running with or you're influenced by it. I mean, trust me, when I was a new believer, I thought I could hang out with my old friends. I thought I could still be in my old band. It just did not work. I was like, I'm strong. I can do this with the Lord. And, and then I would, I would go out with them and I would go right back into the world. But when it comes to believers, one of the things is hanging out with those who are in habitual sin. You want to pray for them. You want to minister to them if you can, but you don't want to just hang, you know, frivolously hang out with them because then what you're doing is you're being, putting yourself in that susceptibility or vulnerability to, to sin yourself and be influenced by them. And then others that are on looking, if they know that other believers in sin, they're going to go, well, why is he with them right now? We want to be, in other words, above reproach. We want to always have a heart to minister. We want to always have a heart to reach out, definitely. But at the same time, we've got to be careful with who we associate with. And again, this is not trying to separate us from others and try to act superior. This is just a matter of our own hearts and staying on track and on course with, with what the Lord is doing in our lives, right? You know, I always think of that. I heard a teaching long ago when I was a newer believer that on the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And I heard a sermon on that, and it really impacted me. I'm like, wow, how powerful is purity, and how important is it? You know, there was a, um, one guy I worked with um, back in Southern California who, uh, before I was a pastor, and he's like, how do, you, how do you stay pure? Like, how do you not give in to temptation? That's impossible. And I said, yeah, it's definitely impossible without the Lord, without the Holy Spirit, without God empowering me to resist those things. God makes a way of escape, right? But let's not put ourselves in the, the vicinity where the tree that we're not supposed to eat of is. Stay away, just stay away from it. Don't even look at it, right? And so when it comes to temptation, we've got to be careful because if, if we associate with people who are sinning always or using God's grace as a, an excuse to sin always and not care, that that's not a good place for us to be. That's an unhealthy biblical place. And so um, it always reminds me of this one youth who, you know, he, had a, he was living with his mom in Southern California, and she was a godly woman. She actually ran, and she still does, I think, run the children's ministry at my last church, and she's a godly woman. It's awesome. 
And so the her son, he Joseph, he had a uh, an opportunity to live with his dad or stay with his mom. And I knew from what the mom had said, and he had said that his dad is a total, he's a drug addict. And so I sat him down when he was at the crossroads, figuring out what he's going to do. And I said, dude, <laughs> this is a huge choice right now. So you can either stay with your mom and stay on track with the Lord, or go stay with your dad, drop out of school and become a drug addict. Like, those are your choices, like literally. And when you're a teenager and you have those choices before you, if you have a rebellious spirit or like just, I want to do what I want to do, then you're going to pick the latter. And unfortunately, that's what he did, and I was so grieved. He picked the ladder, and he went and stopped going to school and started doing drugs and did drugs with his dad, I think, even. And it's like, oh, Lord, you're influenced by who you hang out with, so choose your friends wisely. You know, we want to we hang out with those who will edify us, build us up, who are strong in the Lord, so that when we hang out or go out with unbelievers here and there, we're able to minister to them. And not our main group, uh, friend group, should not be unbelievers. Okay? And that's not narrow minded. That's not being mean or anything. That's being wise. Our main group of friends should be biblical believers that are strong in the faith. So that we can, again, be built up. So that when we do have opportunities at work or wherever we are to talk to unbelievers, we'll be built up and ready to witness to them, to share the gospel, to share truth, to talk about the Lord. And so, man, our our influences are so incredibly important. Who you hang out with. Take an evaluation of who you hang out with. Should I I be hanging out with this person on a regular basis? Or are they just bringing me down and influencing me to get me away from the Lord rather than draw draw me nearer, nearer to the Lord? It's an important thing, a huge thing. Man, that influence. So important. So anyway, Paul was saying this to these guys because, again, the Corinthians church, man, they were getting all carnal, all worldly. They were getting into sexual immorality, and some of the so-called Christians were in it deep. And he's like, do not associate with them, do not hang out with them, or you're going to be pulled down just like they were. That's a grave warning, right? It's a serious warning. And I think one that we can all sort of heed at this point. So God bless you guys. I know that was a pretty straightforward word, but that's the Apostle Paul. It's very straightforward. So um, God bless you guys. Have an amazing Sunday and do one of these later, uh, later on this afternoon as well. Take care.